Welcome to the Unfiltered Friends podcast, where we humanize your favorite creators through their personal stories and then learn something from them. I hope you feel inspired by today's guest, and if you do, share it with someone who needs it. So without further ado, here is Unfiltered Friends. Hello, Unfiltered Friends. Today we have on my friend Kai. Kai and I had connected a long time ago on social media, and throughout my time there, I realized I'm just like Kai. I am very introverted. I never thought of myself that way, but then I noticed that one of the reasons I didn't think about myself that way is because there's a lot of misconceptions about people who are introverted. It's not that we hate people. We just recharge differently. And there's even different types of introverts. I had no idea about that. So enjoy this episode. It was really validating for me. And again, if you love what I'm doing, make sure you share it rate it where you listen to it and follow me on patreon patreon.com unfiltered friends as we are an independent podcast hello unfiltered friends uh today we're going to explore the world of the introvert um this is going to be the first time where uh, i'm actually pretty versed on the world of the introvert as I am one. So it'll be a really good back and forth with my friend Kai here who makes a lot of introvert content, various other things. Um, the vibe with Kai is the name, correct? That is on correct. On all socials? Yeah, man. Okay. So Kai, you are an introvert. Yes. How does that feel? You know what? I didn't know how to feel about it until fairly recently when I realized that it's something to be proud of in a way. You know, yeah. it's like, I, I know I would have never guessed that introversion would be like a whole like community of people that are like, yeah, stay away from me. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's one of the reasons that we don't hear about that community and why people like you and me do so well, because we are introverted, but we do like to deliver messages. Yes. And so like we have essentially both become voices of the introverts who just want to mind their own business. So they, I have a feeling when people watch like content you make or I make about introversion, they they scroll through, they go, Heh, and they share, and then they move on with their lives because that's the amount of interaction they're down <laughs> yes. for at that point in time. Yes. <laughs> but I also feel like there's a lot of misconceptions about that world, which is something I definitely want to dive into. But I want to get I want to get to the source of you and in your uh your realization of your your introversion. I'm wondering if you were like me where when I was younger. I was heavily involved with like musical theater and a lot of front facing attention seeking behaviors. And I always identified as an extrovert and it majorly shifted at, at some point in my life. And I'm wondering if you had the same experience. 100%. So growing up, uh, I also was in the world of musical theater. Go us. We're so cool. Uh, so cool. <laughs> and we were the token straights. At no, the, like legitimately. <laughs> like I was one of like, like two straight guys. It was great at times. Say that. Sometimes. Um, <laughs> but but on, on that end, uh, I was also... Uh, I, I was also an athlete, so I was uh, on the varsity basketball team. Like I was doing all of this stuff, you know. And even though it's not, you know, theatrical performing, you're still like performing, you know, with your team and, and playing with the attention on you. So mm -hmm. I too was like, oh, I'm clearly an, an extrovert, clearly because I'm just in front of people all the time. I was student government president, so I had to do like, you know, in my senior year, so I had to do all this like, you know, front facing stuff, um, and. I, at some point, I, and I don't know when it was, but I realized that I was 
an extrovert, I guess, in fr- it seems that it seems like I was when I was in front of people. But when the lights dimmed down and it was just me by myself at the end of the day, I didn't want to be bothered. And it wasn't mm-hmm. because I it wasn't because I like hated people. It's just like I just wanted my time alone. And it took me a long time to realize that's like, oh, wait a second. <laughs> I think I think I'm starting <laughs> to understand what it what introversion actually is. So what what age was that where you started to have that shift in mindset? I was in college. I was in college. And uh, I realized this because my friends would invite me out to parties on the campus. And I would be like, no, nah, I'm just going to I'm just going to go ahead. I'm going to head home today, guys. You know, and like people are like, oh, you party pooper, like all this stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I'm just, you know, I just I, I, I didn't know how to describe it at the time. But like and if we were to use the terms that we use today, I was peopled out. You know, mm. I was just around people all day in classes and 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 all of that, and I just wanted to like just be by myself. And yeah. I, my friends used to like make fun of me for that, and and I didn't fully understand why. But now, as an adult, I understand why. So, what is introversion by your definition? <laughs> introversion, the simplest way to describe that I describe it is the is, is how you recharge your battery, right? So, mm. some people want to uh, recharge, or some people recharge their battery alone. Those are introverts, right? So, you're around people all day. You don't mind technically being around people. people like people are fine, but your battery drains a little bit faster than most, right? And then mm. you have extroverts who prefer to recharge their battery with people around. So they don't want to be alone. Like when they're, when they're alone, that's when their battery is, is, is draining. So they want to go out and be around people and, and do all that type of stuff. So that's the easiest way I can describe it. It's a lo- obviously a lot more intricate than that for a lot of people. Yeah. But, but generally speaking, that's how I describe it, for me at least. Did you ever take that Myers-Briggs test? I did. I kind of take those with a grain you... of salt, though. But I, oh, I'm, yeah. a, I'm an INFJ. I think I am INFJ too. So Mm -hmm. I actually find that the I is less of an issue as a man than the N and the F. Mm -hmm. Um, It's like when you're intuitive and feeling and a man, people are like, hmm, hmm. Something's going on there. What's what's that? What's going on? (laughs) I didn't really start to grasp or understand that I wasn't extroverted until three years ago. And I'm 41. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I always like wanted the attention and musical theater and stuff was how I got it. And I loved being around people and I loved going to like dances. And when I was in my twenties, I was like going to like club. I got kicked out of a club for taking yes. my shirt off on the dance floor. Like, does As that, does. well, yeah. But like, does that <laughs> seem like the person, you know, today, Absolutely not. There was like a major shift in me. And I don't know how that I feel like people naturally get more introverted as they get older. Have you found that to be true for you? I think, yeah, I think that's fair because our, our circle of friends tends to dwindle down as well. So it's not like we have like a wealth of options, (laughs) you know, to to hang out, you know, hang out with a lot of times we're tired at the end of a long work day. So we just want to like, you know, just want to go home and chill anyway. Um, but I found it very interesting what you were saying in regards to like how you wanted the attention. Um, and everything that you listed, uh, had a purpose to it. Like you had a reason for doing it, right? So like you, what you did theater because you, you, your reason was performing. You went to the mm-hmm. club because your reason was to dance and to sing and to have a good time. Like there was a, there was a reason. I think where introverts struggle is when there isn't like a reason. Right. Like, yeah. like if somebody comes up to you and just starts small talking, they're like, Hey, what's up? It's like, Whoa. why am I talking to you? <laughs> why, why am I talking to you right now? What is the point? 
why are we having this conversation? And I, I, that's, and I think that's what I'm starting to grasp as well. Like we, when we do something, there has to be a reason behind it. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I never really thought of it that way. Uh Yeah. Like, uh, even when it comes to like, uh, like, like going out to a bar and like, you see a girl who's like cute or whatever, unless something happens where it's a collective experience for both of us to react to, I am not talking to that girl. I will have to create whatever scenario in my brain to convince myself of why it wouldn't have happened in the first place. Because just, I don't know. I think it's really odd just walking up to a stranger and talking for no reason. Yes. Especially, well, you, there is a reason, but you can't be clear about the reason right off the bat, right? You have to kind yeah. of like feel it, feel it out, you know? And, and it's also like, it's also why I don't do well at like grocery stores, like at the checkout counter, because like they're, they're talking to me, but I know they, they, they're talking to me only because they have to. They, they probably don't want to. So I'm like, let me save you the trouble and just go do self checkout. <laughs> Cause yes. when you ask me how my day is going, you're asking me how my day is going. Like, do you really care? Or like, you're not even looking at me. You're, you're swiping my stuff as you're like, hey, how's your day going boop boop it's like you don't care you don't care but but you don't know that they don't care maybe they do well i think well that's when that's when the fun old anxiety comes into play (laughs) we love that that's so much fun yes yeah when they check out is the best is the best invention those amazon stores have started to come out where you don't have to even do that part it just scans as you go what as you walk out it's just like oh cool have a good day it's like i don't have to talk to anybody i don't have to even like non-verbally interact with anybody i feel like the pandemic especially shifted things in the favor of introverts Mm -hmm. can you give some examples from your experiences on how that shifted for you yeah i mean it was a great excuse (laughs) <laughs> to not go out <laughs> you know? like, sorry there's a pandemic i don't know what pa- to do. there's people dying i'm not i'm not gonna go i'm not gonna go to the bar you know because yeah. my my uh my go-to now is with these gas prices like it doesn't matter what the question is Kai, can you go to the kitchen and get something with these gas prices you know like i just use that for everything but um but honestly um it was one of those things where we were obviously forced to be alone. We were, we were forced to stay away from people. And I think sometimes people were afraid to be alone. And as the pandemic, you know, kind of raged on, we, so a lot of people realized, oh, it's not, it's not that bad. Okay. I can do yeah. what I want when I want. And so for me personally, like, even though I did already like being alone, this kind of like reaffirmed it. I was like, this is a good feeling. I can, you know, just sit here and my work day at my desk and then just like, not talk to anybody and i feel good i feel refreshed at the uh, as i enter the next day yeah some of the people who are watching this live are brought up the fact that there are different um types of introverts there are yeah and i had never really thought of it that way Mm -hmm. so tell me which one you think applies most to you i have a guess so I, I actually I blogged about this. Uh, oh, did you? Not too long ago, and um, it was I blogged about because the, the, I found there's four types of of, of introverts. Okay, and uh, mine is uh re- revolves around uh, uh the anxiety side of things. Yeah, I was right? going to guess you're anxious introvert. Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. You know, so I was very much um 
in my head about that. So the the list that I have is social introverts, thinking introverts, anxious introverts, and restrained introver- introverts. So okay. I put myself under the anxious introverts, which uh, anxious introverts are people who quite often feel self-conscious when they are in social situations. They just don't have the confidence to be a good socializer while mm. amongst group of people. They also often think about this when they're alone too. The pure thought of being amongst a group of people makes their anxiety skyrocket. And That's I feel... And I feel like that is the most common way that people view all introverts is that way. And it's just not really, I, I don't, oh, I sometimes identify with that, but not, mm-hmm. not all the time. Well, it's a very gray area. And like one of the, I guess, biggest misconceptions, because I mean, we were kind of talking, we were kind of alluding to this before. A lot of people think that introversion means shy. And that's not necessarily the case because I can schmooze like no other. Like you, mm-hmm. you put me in a room, if I have to schmooze, if I have to like do whatever, uh, if I have to talk on a live, if I have to, you know, do it, do anything like that, I'm, I'll be fine. Yeah. You know, I'm not, I'm not shy. I may not want to do it, <laughs> but mm-hmm. I, I'm not, I'm not shy. And so people, when I tell people I'm an introvert, the first thing they'll say is, no, you're too outgoing to be an introvert. And I'm like, I don't think you understand what in, what introversion <laughs> is. <laughs> yeah, I think it's like people look at it as I dislike people. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I'm just really particular about who I associate with because yes. I think beyond introversion, I have a lot of empathy and that causes mm-hmm. the wrong people around me to drain me in a very quick way. So I have mm-hmm. to be careful with who I share that energy with because I have limited stores before I have, to, I'm like a cell phone. Yeah. You know, I start full and depending on what I do out the day, it drains at different times at mm-hmm. different paces. And then I got to go charge or I'm not going to be functional anymore. Absolutely. I've so, never thought of it that way. That's so, re- Yeah. So here's my question for you because like you and I, we talked on the phone. Was it yesterday or the day before? I don't, I don't remember. Yesterday. Well, you and I were talking on the phone and one of the last things that you were saying, you're like, oh, my, my battery's drained i gave like, you I, what i, I have the, left I, leave, I used the last bit of my battery on you i was like oh thank you so much that's the sweetest thing ever um yeah. but i'm curious so like even when you're talking to somebody that you know or that you're friends with um does your battery drain slower or does it drain a little bit faster yeah there are certain people that fill my cup there mm-hmm. are certain people that i can have great conversations with for periods of time and there's certain people where it's, it drains faster and there's mm-hmm. certain people I have to avoid like the plague or oh, I'm yeah. going to be zonked for the rest oh, of the day. It's, yes. it's, you, it's just this precious commodity of energy and I have to be very careful with where I go with it. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's, that's me. Yes. And as we get older, we become pretty good at it, uh, at, at, at conserving and, and choo- picking and choosing how we're going to use that energy. Cause I think when we're younger, Sometimes we're afraid that we're, am I allowed to curse or no? Go for it. Uh, uh, like sometimes we don't want to come off as a dick, right? Yeah. So like we, I love we that just... the word you used was dick. I was, <laughs> you're so wholesome. I know. I know. <laughs> Can I use a bad word? Damn. <laughs> Damn it. By golly gee. <laughs> that's hilarious but like we don't want to come across we don't want to come across as a dick right so like yeah we we will talk we will force ourselves to talk to people you know because we don't want them to hate us or they you know or take us the wrong way but as we get older we're kind of like i don't care how you yeah i I don't really don't care i think you just start to really understand 
the direction that things are about to go. Yes. And you're like, yeah, and I think that's true regardless of whether you're an intro introvert or an extrovert yes. or in between. Cause it's, it's, it's a spectrum of things. Like mm -hmm. I'm 60, 40 introvert, extrovert. So like, it, it just depends on the scenario, but yeah, mm -hmm. I think as I got, I got older and I've been through enough scenarios, I'm like, yeah, I know where this one's going and yep. I'm just going to go now. And people mm -hmm. think you're so mean, but really I think I'm just done playing the game of making sure everyone else feels comfortable well right and 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 you you're you removing yourself from that situation they should be thankful because like what because <laughs> like if i'm purposely removing myself from a situation knowing where it's going i'm not going to be able to number one contribute to the, whatever's happening if it's a conversation i'm not going to be able to contribute i'm clearly going to not want to be there <laughs> you know it's just going to give off this bad energy that is not going to be conducive for the the good energy that you're probably trying to to cultivate. So it's like I'm going to remove myself from the situation because I know how I'm about to feel. Yeah, I'll talk to y'all tomorrow. <laughs> you know. Okay, so let's let's describe that because I feel like, and you tell me if you've had this experience. I know I have, where people don't understand the social cues. Hey, mm. I don't have it. Um, I need this time to separate. So describe what, what you, the feeling is and the thoughts are as you get to the end of your battery and how people can see it and understand it. The one thing that I'm really struggling with is that that feeling hits really fast. Fast, Because I yes. think I'll be okay. Because like, I'll think I'll be okay. And then all of a sudden, boom, done. Mm -hmm. done and it's a it's a major major shift and that's one of the things that i've been working on you know just in general just identifying the things that are like slowly draining thing uh my battery uh, away because like at times like i might be fine and then all of a sudden i'll just think about something and i'm just like i need to go i'm gonna mm. i'm gonna i'm gonna leave i need so to it's leave. a thought that can drain you then, oh too. absolutely it, it and it could be it could be something not even related to what we're talking about i might just all of a sudden think about you know, my chores for tomorrow, right? Whatever it may mm. be. And then all of a sudden, like that also, that kind of stuff also takes away from my battery, right? Okay. So, so it just happens all of a sudden. So that's one of the things that I'm working on, like the signs and the little triggers that kind of pull, pull me back even more and more and more. Okay. So describe it. This, can you, so for people who aren't introverted, don't understand it, mm -hmm. what, what what goes on in your body what goes on in your mind and how can they how can they help you yeah. uh how can they be there for you when they don't understand what you're going through right that's a great question so the best way i can describe it is let's just say you uh you're at work and you mess up on something but nobody else knows that you messed up yet but you know and you know they're eventually going to find out that feeling that you have knowing that Pretty soon, people are going to know that little gut feeling is how I feel when mm -hmm. I when it's time for me to go. Right? I'm like, I, I I need I I know I need to go. I need to figure out a way to remove myself from the situation. They're going to find out eventually that I don't want to be here. Yeah, you know. So like that feeling that you might get in, in certain situations like that. That's how I feel when it's time for me to. Bounce. So it's almost like a. Is, is it guilt? Oh yeah, I think that's definitely part of it. Huh. It's definitely part of it because, like, sometimes I'll like I'll begin a conversation, I'll start a conversation, I'll be actively participating in a conversation, and then all of a sudden I won't be right, and I'll feel bad <laughs> because it's like this this conversation is happening because of me. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, I'm, I'm a vital part of this conversation, and I'm going to be removing myself. And I don't know. I, I 
like I don't I, I don't know what they're going to talk about when I leave. Though I'm sure they'll be fine, but like in my head, I'm like, what are they going to talk about if I'm not there? Oh <laughs> you <know>? man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the it, we'll we'll get into like the different types and break them yeah. down, but like I don't actually identify with that at mm-hmm. all. That's that's really the the difference in the spectrum of yeah. of introversion. So mm-hmm. for you with with anxious being an anxious introvert, how does that physically manifest? What kind of reactions are you having to the conversation as well? Sudden mood swing, man. Like like I'll be very outgoing uh with my conversation and then I'll get quiet. Yeah. It'll be like very very sudden oh. and it'll it'll be as if I got like hit by a truck, like an emotional mm-hmm. truck, right? And it'll, I'll just stop being as active, and I, I'll barely make eye contact. I'll be, I'll begin, I'll begin to get very fidgety uh, as well. Uh, I'll be stuttering my words. I'll lose my part in the conversation. I'll lose what I'm talking about more easily. Mm-hmm. Things like that will will usually happen to me. And then, what's the best way for someone to help you in that situation? I think if they recognize <laughs> that like I clearly don't want to be there anymore uh but they don't want to make it awkward you know just be like oh well guys uh that's great so uh blah, blah blah and then move the conversation or either either dismiss the conversation or dismiss the moment whatever making it easy for me to escape <laughs> yes. right or just be like hey um you know uh, if they if I'm close enough with them and they're able to you know talk to me in this way be like hey uh, are you feeling all right you want to go home I'll be like, yeah, thanks. <laughs> you know, <laughs> bro. Let me tell you, I'm going to tell you a scenario that happened recently, and I instantly bonded with this person from that moment on. Uh-huh. I was at a podcaster conference in Orlando last month, and I had like met a bunch of people. Man, you want to go somewhere like where you can have like the most amazing deep conversations? Go to a podcaster conference. They're the most mm. wonderful humans. I've had two experiences, and both were incredible. Yeah. So I'd met this girl earlier in the day and then there was a kind of after party for one of the nights of the conference at how at the moon do you know what how at the moon is we have one in philly yeah yeah mm-hmm. so kind of small kind of packed mm-hmm. this is less introversion and more anxiety because i used to work in nightclubs and right. when crowds would get packed like that that's when fights would happen so i get in a fight or flight and i'm fight so i don't like that right. feeling so mm-hmm. i walk in and it is wall to wall packed shoulder to shoulder people and I and then I see her and I look at her and all I said was, oh, I don't know. That's all I said. And she looked at me. She's like, do you want to go outside and talk? And I was like, oh, yes. Tell me. Tell me you put a ring on it. Oh, at well, <laughs> she's not single, but um, I did. I did appreciate. And I just sat outside one on one with her and people would cycle through. But I didn't have to be in that pile of people. And let me tell mm. you, you want to make an introverted person love you, recognize the sign, have sympathy or empathy for it and help them feel like it's OK to leave. And yes. that you will have that loyalty will be forever, forever, because mm. it's because I don't think societally we cater towards that towards introverts it's a very extroverted society yes. and you're looked at as like lame or you know stick in the mud or whatever boring but, just like yeah but in reality like i literally my whole body aches i have like a mm. pit of my stomach feeling and i'm not trying to ruin anybody else's time but i also have nothing left to give mm-hmm. so yep. when you see that face and you help me oh forget it ring on it friend for life whatever <laughs> the capacity for our relationship that is happening now I'm curious. Now I'm curious. How are you with like 
sounds because for <laughs> me <laughs> like <laughs> the people watching right now are people who have experienced me on live stream and uh-huh. um there is a <laughs> there is an alert um it's a it it's a jump scare alert and it's so many different things, but every single time, even if I know it's coming, yeah. I go, ah, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> so they're all cracking up right now because I, I struggle with sudden noises. Okay. Okay. So it's sudden noises for you. For me, it's just loud noises in general that, oh, okay. <laughs> that are, that are not supposed to be loud situations that Chewing? really bothers me. Yes, like that kind of stuff. Uh, also, even even if I'm in an environment where people are being loud when they're not supposed to be loud, oh, I yeah. will I will just like take myself out of whatever I was doing. Oh, yeah. Because in my head, I'm like, I don't want to add on to the to the loudness that's happening here. It happened recently for Christmas. Um, uh, my family from from all over, we all gathered at a hotel, right? So that way we can all like, um, you know, uh, do Christmas together. And the the hotel lobby the the hotel let us have the lobby to open up presents and stuff right it was very because i've like it was a lot of people there Mm -hmm. so they let us use the hotel lobby uh to open up presents and so like it was fine but as the night went on and the night got late my family who had been drinking like they're still like fairly loud yeah and i just felt so uncomfortable and i wanted to leave so much because i could see that the uh the, the the person at the front desk wanted to say something and they didn't know how <laughs> right yeah. and then i'm like i'm not going to talk to anybody because i don't want to contribute to the loudness that's in here and i just re- i just removed myself from everything and i literally just sat there like unable to like do anything yeah i was so uncomfortable and i wanted to leave i think for me if things are too loud i just get irritated because it's disrespectful that's what i feel yes. yeah i yes. feel like you're not mm-hmm. respecting the fact that you're in a public space yes. and you don't mm-hmm. care about anyone but yourself and that mm-hmm. sort of thing just yes irks just mm-hmm. irks absolutely okay so let's break down the different types of introverts and what they mean since you are versed in this we'll just go straight to you instead yeah. of this article i pulled up so <laughs> break down the four main types of introversion Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm really glad that you're asking asking this because I I literally blogged about this. So if anybody's listening or watching that wants to, you know, read more about this, uh, that the research that I did, uh, go to my website, thevibewithkai.com and in in the search bar, just type in introverts and it's going to be the first thing that pops up. So so I realized that there's four different types. So we can go through each one real quick. So uh, we have social introverts. So social introverts would rather not put themselves in a social situation unless they absolutely have to. If we do, you'll find us most likely in smaller groups. It doesn't mean that they are shy per se. It's just a preference that they have. Those are social. Interests. I think that's me. Mm-hmm. I think that's what and, I and also there might be a lot of gray area too. Yeah, right? yeah. So it might be one of those things like you might identify with like little things from each one. Yeah. Right? Okay. So those are social introverts. Then you have thinking introverts. Thinking introverts are simply people who do a lot of self-reflection. They process internally and they often find themselves traveling around their creativity space in their brain. So they'd rather kind of like process like inside here yeah. and process with like other people around or, or or talk it out with people, if that makes sense. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. I, you're right. I kind of identify with some mm-hmm. of that as well. Okay. Yeah. And then we have anxious introverts, which we were talking about before, right? And then we have- Wait, we'll explain it for people who, maybe this oh, is yeah. a clip, I don't know. Oh, sure. Yeah, <laughs> that's fine. So anxious introverts are people who quite often feel self-conscious when they are in social situations. They just don't have the confidence to be a good socializer while amongst groups of people. They also often think about this when they are alone too. The pure thought of being amongst a group of people makes their anxiety skyrocket. Mm. So like, like we could, we could be having this conversation and somebody might be listening right now. And if they're an anxious introvert, just the thought of putting themselves in that situation that you were in at Howl at the Moon in the oh, first place. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> makes them cringe. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. right. And then you have restrained introverts. So restrained introverts are quite simply people who think everything through before they take action or say anything out loud. Everything is thought out and planned before the action takes place. Oh, I know. The Annika is like my friend. Annika is like that. That's mm-hmm. fair. yeah. That mm-hmm. you. What I when I walk when I speak to her, I watch her brain. Like yeah. she takes. Sometimes I don't know if there's a lull in the conversation or she's processing. And ninety five percent of the time, she is really. She'll take. 10, 15 seconds to respond. And mm-hmm. she's just really thinking through what she is doing. Absolutely. Luck, luckily, I don't I don't struggle with that, right? I, I'm able to like, and I think it's because of my theater background and like the improv classes that I, you know, used to take in, in, in high school and in college and things like that, where I'm able to think on my feet pretty quickly. Um, so I don't necessarily have to think things all the way through, like during a conversation. Um, I do like having things planned out, but like if it goes awry, it's not the end of the world. Yeah. Right. As long as I have like an escape plan, I'm fine. I'm trying. Yeah. I, I'm try- I'm thinking that maybe social introvert is the most common. Yeah. I would, I would, I would believe so as well. Yeah. You know, um, you know, cause the, like, and I love the last sentence. It says, it doesn't mean that they are, sh- they are shy per se. It's just a preference that they have. You know, so I like I can definitely identify with that, and and just being among smaller, uh, being among smaller groups. If I am familiar with the people in that group, if it's like a group project, <laughs> it's like a bunch <laughs> of people that I don't know. I'm like, mm. yeah. <laughs> I think. Uh, do you, I mean? Do you feel like you're majorly affected by the energy of everyone around you? That's a great question. Um, I I truly do believe that moods and energies are are contagious. However, I feel as though if somebody else is in a negative nancy mood yeah that doesn't affect me as much as as it might affect other people right because as a people pleaser the first thing that i'm Uh. thinking of is okay how how can i help this situation how can i how can i make negative nancy a positive patty you know you gotta stop that in my head you have to stop that i had to stop that (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i've gotten a lot better at it dude but like Man, like it used to be a lot, a lot worse yeah. back in the day. Now I kind of just like I'll I'll bite my tongue. I'll, I'll kind of hold back on 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 a bunch of things. But man, like the the first thought the, the first thought that comes <laughs> into my head is like, okay, how can I fix this situation? How can I make this person happy? That sounds like control. Maybe that's connected to your anxiousness. Per, oh, pro- most likely, one hundred percent. Yeah, I had to stop doing that. That's literally in my nature to do every time. And I had to come to I had to come to the realization that like one, this person probably doesn't feel like they need to be fixed or they enjoy yes. themselves exactly how they are. And who am I? Mm-hmm. Who am I to do that? You mm-hmm. know? Yeah, as and I put myself in their situation. Like, would I want somebody to try to fix me? 
Probably not. (laughs) I feel like most people are resistant to that. Mm -hmm. You know, that's also where I learned the phrase. This is especially in most of most of my like strong relationships are with women and Mm -hmm. my nature as a man is solution based. Um, Mm. So I had to Mm -hmm. learn the phrase, do you want solutions or do you want to vent? So I had to clear that because my I would initially just start because to me, it's like, oh, here's a problem. Now we solve it. And Mm -hmm. then I would watch my friend, usually a female friend, gets so irritated. And I was like, but I'm trying to help. Yes. But that is not the way that a lot of women operate. Uh, typically. So that's why I asked the question and fellas, learn this phrase. Do you want to vent or do you want solutions? And that will save you so many arguments Mm -hmm. and so much frustration. That honestly is, is one of the things that played a major factor in, in my pre my most recent relationship is that I wanted to fix certain situations. Mm -hmm. Right. So like when there was a situation where, you know, she would be upset about something, uh, I think that I would often come across as not empathetic mm. because I was just trying to be like, okay, so this is what we can do. And then she would be like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I just need you to listen to me right now. Yeah. And just like be a shoulder, be an ear. And and it, I realized that I've been doing that my whole life. Mm. And it wasn't until I started doing self-reflection, you know, after my breakup that I was like, okay, I think I, I think I started to understand what's what's going on here and, and how I can navigate situations like that. So how has introversion affected your romantic relationships? Like what ways does it show <laughs> up in your romantic connections? So it's actually a big struggle, right? Because I need space. Mm. Right. And sometimes that's taken as rejection, isn't it? 100 yep. <laughs> percent. so so and, and once again and, and i'm, I'm going to use my most recent relationship as an example mm-hmm. you know because it's just it's just fresh in my brain yeah. right um but when you're with somebody that that wants that constant physical contact yeah which there's no problem with, like people are like that that's yes. fine that's perfectly fine but for me i i need that that space right so like if you and i are in the same room and I'm sitting on my uh, one end of the couch reading a book, and you're sitting on the other end of the couch on your laptop doing something. Your presence, in and of itself, is enough. Oh, for I me. love, I love alone together. Yes, I love it, one hundred percent. And like, I'll, I'll, I'll come over. I'll give you a kiss on the forehead and be like, "Hey, hope you're having a good day." Whatever it may be, like, you know, "Hey, what do you want for dinner?" Mm-hmm. You know, like stuff like that. Um, uh, you don't have to always just be like physically connected or physically talking to each other and there was a lot of times in my previous relationship where that was an issue where i legitimately just wanted to be alone and it's my fault for not communicating yes right i I did not communicate well at all in that regard i just needed to you know be alone and to your point before it it was kind of taken uh uh, taken off as a rejection or i don't care for you as uh, like uh, it came off like i don't care for this person anymore when really i i do i i did care Right. I just needed I just needed a little bit of space, you know, because that's how I refill my battery yeah. in romantic relationships and in general. Yeah, I, I would find that, too. And I was like, I like and if I am in my like recharge time and I'm around you and I I feel connected to you, it, I would find that if you would enter like, what are you doing? That mm-hmm. would irk me to like a pretty high degree. And but mm-hmm. you're right. Like it really is on 
on people like you and I to communicate that because it's not typical to the way that people view how humans Correct. connect. Like mm -hmm. I, like my best friend just came to visit me and I realized that we had been sitting next to each other going through TikToks for an hour and I didn't even realize it, but I still had that full feeling like mm -hmm. I'm connecting with them. Mm -hmm. So it's really about mm -hmm. like being honest with yourself about, can we meet each other's needs? Because yes. if your need is physical contact, constantly, constantly talking, I just don't have it. Like it, you would, um, I would be giving up a lot of what I need to meet yes. what you need. And then if it was reversed where you were trying to cater to me, you would be foregoing a lot of what you mm -hmm. need for what I need. So absolutely be honest with yourself about, can I yes. be with someone who, and, and also to not personalize. And yes. I have a habit of personalization and making things about me when it's not. And thank you therapy. We've worked on that quite a bit, <laughs> but like, if you're with someone who is majorly introverted um, or is in their recharge phase, it really is not a rejection of you. I promise you. It's really not. Because frankly, really not. if I didn't want you in my life, you wouldn't be there. I would be you, by you myself. Would it be, I, swear to, I swear to God, if I did not want to be in this relationship, I would not be here because I'm busy, right? And yeah. there's a lot of things going on, going on in my life. I want you here. Your presence means the world to me, mm -hmm. right? Um, but I, I just, I did a really horrible job at communicating that because yeah. I was just expecting them to know when that's not fair to that person. Yeah. And I found that like the reason that, that she needed that physical touch, it was a very, it was a reassurance thing, you know? And, and, you know, when somebody has gone through a lot of trauma in their life, they often need like a, a, a constant reassurance, to, you know, because they're kind of like reliving a lot of things from the past, which is understandable. Mm -hmm. Um, the the sucky part is that like i too have uh am thinking about previous traumatic you know instances for me where i just needed space you know um and i did not get that space and i'm reliving things in my head too so it's it's like this really really awkward con uh moments with each other when you need space they need touch and it's just like we can't meet halfway. There's, there's some sort of issue here. Yeah. I thought maybe I was just like broken and wasn't going to be able to like <laughs> find someone, but I think, what do you think about the matchup between an extrovert and an introvert? What is the ways that it could go right? Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, this is going to sound so cliche, mm -hmm. but like communication is key. Yeah. Right. And, 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 and by communication, I mean in the moment, Right. So like if somebody comes up, to, if, if somebody, whether it's a ro romantic partner, a friend, family, whatever, if they come up to you and like, hey, let's go out tonight, you know, you have to be OK with saying, hey, listen, I just I'm going to stay in tonight. We can maybe, you know, if you want to go, blah, blah, blah. you have to be OK with communicating in the moment. Or let's just say uh, I am next to you or watching TV and uh, I, you know, I just need a little bit of space, you know, being able to communicate like, hey, um, I'm going to go sit over there. Uh, for for a little bit and just kind of be in my own little world and and explain to them, hey, I'm doing this because I just need this for me real quick. Uh, I need I need this for me. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> I care for you. Uh, you know, I'm just gonna love you from over here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, um, which and I don't know if you've heard about this or not, but I think this is. I, I'm curious what your thoughts are. Mm -hmm. um, there are a lot of couples that live together but don't sleep together. Yes, and like and I think that's. I think that's brilliant, yeah. right? Because like they and by sleep together, I mean like literally sleep, in the same bed, right? yeah, right. Like sleep in the same bed. Like they will retire to their own rooms at the end of the night, 
you know, those they're still sexually active. They're yeah. still like loving each other, all of that. But like when it comes time to actually go to sleep, one will retire to their room and have their space at night. And like whenever I bring that up, some people are like, "Oh, I don't know," and which is understandable. But like, I'm not against that at all. No, I think it's. I think if it works for that relationship, like it could work for me. Like, it, like being able to just like be in my own space. And do what I want when I go to sleep and have like that's fine with me. Yeah, I that's mm-hmm. like so I'm single way more than I am in relationships because I take commitment <laughs> really seriously. Like if I yeah. get to the point of saying like you're my person and I and nobody else, mm-hmm. um, I, I take that seriously. So like part yeah. of my brain is like that sleeping time together is a way of connecting. Mm-hmm. But I, uh, but also like I know I will struggle when I end up in a relationship again. Um, sharing my bed with someone because I'm so used yeah. to not. So I think it really, to me, would depend on how well are we connecting outside of bedtime? Yes. Are we meeting each other's needs outside of bedtime? But yes. I think this is true of any relationship. We all have mm-hmm. individual needs. We all have things that work for us and don't. And we. it's not a matter of you aren't giving me what I need. You're a bad person. Mm-hmm. It's we can't meet each other's needs. We're not a good match. And yes, I think the yes. need to demonize has caused a lot of people to forego even having the conversation. Absolutely. You know, and unless they're doing something cruel to you, it's just two people with different needs and you can't meet each other's needs. Right. And, and, and I think that is, it's, it's, so, <laughs> I was, I was listening to a podcast, you know, fairly recently and uh, they were saying on the podcast how it's okay. Sometimes just relationships just don't work. There's, there's not like an evil intention behind it. There's not like, you know, I'm going to make this person miserable, like purposefully. No, just sometimes it just doesn't mesh. Yeah. Sometimes it doesn't work. And, you know, I try not to take things personally, yeah. you know, whenever something like that happens, because like, I know my role in in the downfall of anything that goes that goes on. But like, on the other end, it's like, I know that like, nothing is, is maliciously being done. Yeah. You know, do I make mistakes? Absolutely. <laughs> tons, tons of mistakes, right? But on the other end... Sometimes like those mistakes are just the result of just things not clicking and that's okay to to be able to just say to yourself and your partner in a comfortable way things are not clicking I do care for you I I care for your happiness I care for my happiness too mm-hmm. and right now I'm just not happy and I I think we need to have a further conversation and not having afraid to have that talk you know and and people are afraid to have that talk cuz it's it's hard If you're if you're like truly afraid based on what you think your partner's reaction will be, that's a really big sign that I, you know, there's going to be uncomfortable conversations. I should never feel unsafe to -hmm. express my needs and my partner shouldn't feel unsafe either. So that's why it's important to keep those doors of communication open. Mm -hmm. And especially when you have a complicated dynamic, say extrovert. And I feel like if I end up with an extroverted person, as long as they're understanding of my needs, it'll probably bring me out of my shell a lot more too. And that could right. be a great opportunity oh, yeah. for me to expand my experiences. Mm-hmm. But they also have to understand that like, I don't charge when I go out into the world, <laughs> I lose battery power. Yes. And when it's done, it's done. And I got to go. And I yes. still love you. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I'm trying to find it an, an extroverted empath. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what I yes. want. <laughs> that would be delightful. <laughs> so uh, you you touched on like introvert and shyness. What mm-hmm. is the difference between cuz people think that introverts are shy. I wouldn't mm-hmm. say I'm shy. I wouldn't say that you're shy. We're both mm-hmm. introverted people. What is the mm-hmm. difference between introverted and shy? Right. So shy is is it's 
it's not it's not uh, a part of introversion or or extroversion, right? It's something that can happen, right? But but shyness is just a a, a mind like this mindset, like it's like I don't feel comfortable speaking up. You know, I don't feel comfortable being in a certain situation, right? It's just like, I'm not going to do it. So I kind of close up a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. For for introversion, I think it goes a little bit deeper than that, right? Because when you're an introvert, it doesn't necessarily mean that you feel uncomfortable in public settings all the time. You might just, you just don't want to put yourself in that situation in the first place. Or once you're, once you're ready to leave that situation, you're just going to leave, Right, so it's a I, I, for shy, for shyness. Like you're going to become a totally different, uh, a different animal. Like you're just going to close all the way down. Not not saying that introverts don't do that, but like, um, but but if if you think that introversion is based solely on shyness, you're going to be very surprised at who you find out <laughs> is an actual introvert. You know, I have a big personality. Just I'm careful with who I share it around. You know, absolutely. Like I can't do small talk. I can't like people like, and if anybody in here ever or, or that's listening or watching, if, if you want to send me a DM, that's perfectly fine. I try to respond to as many as I can, but your DM can't just be like, Hey, it's, I'm not going to respond. <laughs> oh right. God, you know, know like I'm, I'm not going to respond because I can't do that. It's the same I, thing feel, with I feel weird. Dating apps. I deleted them because I have more yeah, haze no in my, more hay in my message than could fill a horse barn. Like I yeah. look and it's, Mm-mm. and then I'm like, Hey, I need, some personality here they're like well it's so hard i was like are you talking to a man about how hard being rejected on a dating app is like let's like there's very few things that i can say men have the market cornered on and i would say rejection especially in the dating it's, world it's is one of them definitely up there <laughs> understandably so because men can be weird sometimes so is this is this you okay if I, no hold on i'm telling the story so yeah. this is me and tell me if you identify with this i go to a party right Mm-hmm. which isn't a common occurrence, but I do like to go to parties every once in a while. I know a handful of people in the room. I find I find a person and I think they're really interesting. And two hours later, I've only talked to that person in the corner of the room. I'm, I'm okay yeah. with that. that. That's, that's, yeah, that's fine with me. That's, I, and I'm like, I'm like, am I lame? No. I was like, no, I just think this person is interesting and I don't want to have to go through the pain of restarting mm-hmm. this process. Absolutely. Especially if you're in, if you're in the midst of a good conversation where you are either giving off knowledge that you know that they're interested in, or you're receiving insight or knowledge that you're interested in and, and just having a good conversation with that person. Like that could be the whole, that is the party for me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. that is the party for me. I think everybody goes about navigating a party differently. Some people want to go out and want to go and hang out with everybody. Be like, yeah, let's go do shots. Everybody ca- gather around. You mm-hmm. know, and some people just want to like, I prefer going to like a lounge than a bar because yeah. I can go sit and I can go sit on some comfy couch with a nice little glass table and my, my whiskey ginger and just have like a, a conversation, you know, with soft music playing in the background. Like that's my vibe. I, yeah. I might sit there for all night, just get, you know, that's how I get drunk. <laughs> you know, I'm yeah. just sitting, I'm just sitting there all night, just, just vibing. It's not necessarily me moving around dancing and, and all of that. No, no. And I used to work at nightclubs. I don't know how I did that. I, was I don't a know how you did it either, bro. And I worked at I don't how, know how you a place that. that was open till 4am. They played house music. No. You can only drink till two. So the two to 4am crowd was all pill poppers oh and gosh. crackheads. And oh it was just gosh. like, it was like really, really, I don't know how I did it. Oh, I know how I did it. I needed money. Well, uh, yeah. and you <laughs> it's amazing when we when we when we need money, what we'll do. One of my one of my jobs. Uh, I worked four years at Six Flags Great Adventure, and for those of you that don't know, with Six the Flags safari, Great Adventure, 
Yes. Uh huh. I used to live in Jersey. So wait, you want to know something funny? Actually, yes. really funny. Uh, yes. Quick sidebar. Um, if anybody goes to the safari at Six Flags Great Adventure, um, and you turn on the tour guide voice, it's me. That's you. Yeah. Oh my God, I'm with a celebrity. <laughs> wow. I didn't know that. It took like eight hours to do a recording session for all those freaking animals. Some of, <laughs> some of which I didn't even know existed. <laughs> well, um, now you're so versed. Right, right. But like, so, so you know this already. So Six Flags Great Adventure is sitting like right smack dab in the middle of Philadelphia and New York. And they all combine into one area to go ride yeah. roller coasters and sit in lines for three hours in the hot sun. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's not really a conducive environment for happiness sometimes. No. And uh, that I don't know how I did that because I was working in rides. And so I had to interact with people all the time. And uh, you want to talk about my battery being drained at the end of the day, mm. like doing like like that kind of customer service type of thing was was really difficult for me. But I didn't have trouble waiting tables. I don't know. It's really weird. 13 years I waited tables. Yeah, I did because there was a purpose for me walking up to them mm-hmm. and I made mm-hmm. money. Yes, exactly, exactly, and I also viewed it kind of like a performance in a way, right? Like I'm, I'm, I'm still me, but like I'm, I'm performing. You know, I, I'm, I'm. Well, I want to entertain. I want them to be satisfied with their meal. You know, I, I and and all of that. I want them to leave being happy. Like that's my job. That's my responsibility. Yeah. So like I was able to easily, I guess, distract myself uh, from that. Uh, I loved waiting tables. I loved it. Me too. I didn't like the side work. I didn't like the side work. That's the part that <laughs> I I'm don't like, think oh, anybody okay. does. People try to skip out on that <laughs> all the time. Yeah, yeah. But I love, I love waiting tables. So, okay, I have a handful of questions from my mm-hmm. Patreon folks. You down to yeah. answer some of those? Yeah. yeah if you guys ever, if you guys ever want to ask questions to your favorite guests on here, like I, I announce it beforehand. It's uh, Patreon.com/slash Unfiltered Friends. That's how we support the podcast. The first, uh question is from Annika. Hi, Annika. She she asked, what routine have you found that works well for you to recharge your social battery and also take care of yourself when you're drained from socializing? That's great. So I think the the answer for for this is for everybody is going to be a little bit different, but I'll I'll just tell you what I do. Mm -hmm. Um, At the end of the day, you want to do something that that makes you happy when you're alone. So for some people, it might be reading a book. For some people, it might be watching TV. For me personally, I love sitting down at my computer and writing out content or, or, you know, uh, writing a blog, like that kind of, Mm. any kind of creative aspect of that. Like that's how I refill my glass, right. I, or my battery. I want to be able to just do something creative on my own. Yeah. Without other people around. Like I'm just kind of like in my space. That's how I do it. Um, it's just, it's a really, really fulfilling thing for me because I'm being productive by myself and I'm just getting my artistic, feels out there yeah for me um i mean i do definitely do like the zoned out scrolling of like tiktok or instagram (laughs) or something like that but what i found um and this was actually like a post-therapy thing as well was um cleaning i clean cleaning organ i was never like this oh (laughs) he's really excited i was so excited i just bought this today right so this this is wood i have wood floors i was so i went to the cvs and i got this and I'm so ha- I'm so excited to clean my floors tonight. Method wood floor cleaner. Yes. Does it have a, a, a? You're giving me ideas for like I also have wood floors. So well, yeah, I'm so excited. You yeah. have no idea. Because <laughs> to, to, to me, what I think it is is I feel out of control. So yes. that is a way to take control of my space. Mm. And so like I will spend sometimes. I remember before I went home for 
for Christmas, I went through my entire place and just took everything off the shelves mm -hmm. and got and purged myself of things that I didn't need. I, I threw all that stuff out or donated it and uh -huh. then thoroughly cleaned so that I could come back to a wonderful space. Uh -huh. And I was yep. never like that. And mm -hmm. I love it. It always I always feel better and accomplished at the end of that. Do you ever do you need to hit the reset button sometimes? Like do you like for example, like I the other day took out a bunch of clothes that I I feel like I'm like I wear these all the time. I need new clothes. So I just I put them in bags and I I, I donated them. Do you find just do you find yourself hitting the reset button on things a lot or no? Not with clothes. I hold mm. on to clothes forever because I hate clothes <laughs> shopping. That's a whole other layer of body image <laughs> issues. And um, but I think I think in more so I just need to like be separate. I need to take control of whatever space I'm in because yeah. when my battery is done, I feel vulnerable. I feel like, because uh, I do really well with my words. I can talk myself out of any situation because I've Same. had to most of my life. But if I don't have, if I'm drained, I can't protect myself yes. from anybody. That, um, that is the key right there. I'm so happy you said that. Because yeah. like at the at, when your battery is drained, you stop fighting. You stop fighting, you know, how, how, how you're, you're, you're feeling, you know, like the, you often go throughout your day you know, telling your, like convincing yourself, I need to talk to this person. I need to do this because you have to, right? And at the end of the day, when you don't have to, and it all comes down to whether you want to, <laughs> yes. right? Like you tend to not fight. So the word vulnerable, I think is, is brilliant because like you are just stripped down. It is just you. Yeah. And, and whatever comes through, it's like, man, <laughs> yeah. like, Ugh, it's hard. Man. It's yeah. You're you're all your armor's gone, and that's yes. a very like scary feeling sometimes. Um, Hallie asks, "Where have you found the greatest amount of of acceptance as an introvert, and can I come to <laughs> <laughs> within myself?" I, it's going to sound so weird saying that, so so like cliche, but like I've learned how to validate myself. I mm. went so long even fairly recently wanting the validation of other people. And I felt like every action I took at any video that I put out there, anything that I wrote, I'm like, I'm not going to be happy unless people like me. I'm not going to be happy unless everybody is a fan. I'm not going to be happy unless 2 million people follow me. And they're like, Kai, good job. And pat me on the back and all that stuff. And then I realized I was always feeling rejected. I was always feeling down. I was always feeling like a failure. And I didn't know why. And then I realized, and, and thank you, therapy. Uh, I look up to God. <laughs> thank you, therapy. Um, <laughs> you know, Your therapist I, is tall. <laughs> yeah, very, very tall. Um, <laughs> but like, but like, I found that like, I was setting this impossible expectation on 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 myself when it comes to what success is, <sighs> right? And then I'm like, whoa, 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 wait a second, take a step back. Why do you need user four five three seven one's validation? You don't. If you're making content that you like and you're happy with it, that's your validation in and of itself. So mm -hmm. where where do I find my 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 acceptance? Right here, mm -hmm. all all right here because you've, that's all I need. And it's not selfish. Yeah, it's not selfish enough. to think that. A lot of people mm -hmm. are like, "Oh, maybe I'm being selfish." It's okay to it's okay to believe that, uh, like you know, to think that way. You know, it's okay to mm -hmm. to trust yourself enough that you can validate your own actions and your own thoughts. Yeah, 
And the people who are speaking ill of you are just unhappy people because happy people don't do that. Yeah, they just some, sometimes they just want something to talk about because it's entertaining. <laughs> yeah, to them, enjoy yeah. that. What a weird way to exist. Uh, what a weird hill to die on. <laughs> you know, do you boo? Uh, <laughs> uh, Care Bear asked, "Does you do you find that you're getting more introverted as you get older, and how do you navigate around that?" Yeah, I think, uh, and I, I was kind of alluding to this in the beginning, you know, our, as we get older, our circle of friends dwindle down, uh, you know, we go throughout our day, you know, working hard jobs. And uh, as we get older, obviously, our energy, just physical energy gets depleted sometimes as well. So um, yeah, I, I do feel that I become more of an introvert. Um, but it's mainly because like the options <laughs> of possible things to do. Uh, are are starting to limit themselves a little mm-hmm. bit, right? Yeah, uh, and not in a bad way, you know. Like I can't just go out and do a cartwheel anymore because I'm like I don't have to stretch and like like do right. all this stuff, <laughs> you know. So like that, that's what I mean. It's like the the options are starting to dwindle down a little bit, um, and that's not a bad thing. But when the options dwindle down, you're left with a bunch of things that you just don't feel like doing or don't want to do or don't or situations you don't want to find yourself in, you know. And and that's not a bad thing. So. Um, yeah. I used to get a lot of FOMO, like I was missing out mm. on a lot of different mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. And um, I had to learn my no, I had to learn my boundaries, and I had to honor myself. Yep. And that and and I found there was a lot of anxiety over saying no, because I felt like I was disappointing other people yes. while disappointing myself. Yes. And hurting Absolutely. myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was I, I was just at an event in Michigan. I was doing a speaking engagement. And uh, after the speaking engagement, there was like a, a big dinner and, a, and like award ceremony thing. And then they were having like this big after party. Mm-hmm. And I had been doing like the workshops and the speaking stuff like throughout the entire day. I was traveling all day as well, because I just only spent like 24 hours in, in Michigan. Um, and so I, by the by, the time the par- after party came around, I could have easily stayed and just like hang, hung out and, and partied, uh, and they wanted me to, and I I, ha- I legitimately stopped myself. I'm like, I I have to go, I have to leave, and for like two point five seconds, I felt guilty. Horrible. I felt like, oh man, I, they flew me all the way out here. You know, they want me to interact with the people here. I do want to interact and blah blah. blah. Wait a second, no, I'm tired. <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then i and then it was fine i was like oh it's okay but, you know they got to spend all day with me and then and then like the like the podcast conference i went to like yes i could i could network a little bit more but i went to sleep and then the next day i was ready to show up mm-hmm. on a level that i would yes. so it's either like honor yourself for these moments and be great later or i think that's true in any situation but i mm-hmm. think you have to be particularly careful with it when mm-hmm. you are an introvert right you know your energy better than anybody else so use that knowledge to your uh, to your advantage um genzo asks is it harder for an introvert to be in a relationship with an extrovert i think that if the extrovert needs to do extrovert things all the time and doesn't ever want to do any sort of introvert introversion or doesn't respect your introversion um and and by the way, I'm saying this 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 goes both ways too. Like so, yes. like if it's an, if it's an extrovert, like I would give this as I would give the same answer just in reverse, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so if you if you're with somebody that's just not you know respectful of your needs uh, and just more focused on their needs, just in general, whether you're whether it's two extroverts, two introverts, doesn't matter, um, you know, then. It, things become difficult. But the minute that you continue to have these fluid conversations with each other, 
the better the better it'll be right yeah. and and it'll the easier it'll be to make decisions you might you might realize that like hey you know i don't i don't want to I don't think that's going to work. Or you might discover new things. You were talking about this before. You were saying, hey, if I'm dating an extrovert, they might actually get me to come out and do yeah. something that I wouldn't normally do. And I'd be okay with it, you know? So um, it's kind of like this really cool discovery that you'll find when you're with somebody that is able to listen and, and um, uh, be empathetic. Yeah. It's, again, it, I think regardless of introvert, extrovert, whatever, ambivert, mm-hmm. you need to be with someone who can communicate their needs and mm-hmm. is willing to respect and um, meet your needs yes that's absolutely. balance in any sort of connection yes mm-hmm. um all right one more question mm-hmm. from well from the group i have one more question after that mm-hmm. sorry um alan says how do we as introvert introverts communicate with extroverts or just the world in general to not overly push us to interact by speaking in english to them <laughs> like like so here, here's the thing so here's the thing it's 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 not complicated and 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 alan i appreciate your question because you know i think uh we oftentimes overcomplicate communication when when really it's as simple as like the same way that you just wrote your question is the same way that you can explain your you can explain yourself to another person mm-hmm. right you just did it right you just yeah. explain like i need this or i want this uh and all of that that's how you do it and then from there you can have that conversation so you don't ever have to think about some like okay how am i gonna you know work this into the conversation how am i how blah, blah, blah. no just talk if they if they speak the same language as you go yeah. right on ahead <laughs> yeah i think we overcomplicate communication quite mm-hmm. often it's just yes. about i think we overcomplicate because we don't want to find out that the person that we're talking to isn't for us. We're protecting ourselves. We're protecting mm-hmm. our feelings a lot of the times. Yeah. We're, we're afraid to, to face things that we may not be ready for emotionally. Man, I got to tell you, man, this whole conversation has made me feel seen in so many different ways. And I have a feeling <laughs> there's a lot of people. Um, if you feel seen by this, make sure you share it with someone. Yeah. yeah. I think these are the, I feel like these are really important conversations to have that aren't had as often as would, I think could help people. Mm-hmm. And so speaking of help people, final question. Yeah. Um, I know I would have needed this. I had to kind of learn the hard way, but say someone is introverted and feeling very rejected by society and alone. What mm-hmm. advice would you give to someone who is introverted, but wants to have a, a happy life with people, but right. is struggling to, to do that. Right. At the end of the day, you're going to want to make sure that you are living in the moment, right? There's going to be times where uh, you might want to go do something that you wouldn't normally do. Go do it. If you have that urge, go do it. Uh, one thing that I've learned is that I realized I'm always, I was always either wor- uh, 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 dwelling on the past or worried about the future. And I was never living in the present, mm. right? And as a result, I was limiting myself because I'm like, I'm an introvert. I would never do that, right? You end up painting yourself into this corner. Yes. And then there's times when you're when you're in the moment and you're like, actually, I do want to go to that party. Go. Go to the party, right? And then br- you'll then you'll be able to bring yourself back out, you know, when you're when you're uncomfortable, whatever it may be. But but live live your live your truth be you know your energy levels and and what triggers it and then remove your situ- remove yourself from the situation when it when it comes down to it but like just go do it mm-hmm. go do it if, and and also don't be afraid to not do it don't be afraid of what other people say or think about you wanting to pull back there's that's that's there's nothing wrong with that yeah it's like a little immersion sometimes where like 
you know, get outside of your comfort zone for as long as you're okay with. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then when you're done, leave, you know, yes. and do so graciously mm-hmm. as you can. I've definitely done a few, what do they call Irish goodbyes or whatever. I'm yes. just like, poof. <laughs> like I say hi, I say goodbye to my emotional support extrovert and I leave. Yeah. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. but be, but like, you're never going to grow if you're always in that comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. we're, and, and I'll, I'll leave you guys with this one thing that someone said to me that really hit home and made me change the way that I viewed myself. Cause I've labeled myself an introvert for such a long time. And I got a DM from somebody. It's like, Hey, I can't wait for you instead of labeling yourself as an introvert, just to understand that you're a complex person like anybody mm. else. Mm-hmm. <sighs> that took so much mm-hmm. cause I'm not stuck in a box anymore. It's like, right. Yeah. I have those elements. I have many other elements. Right. Absolutely. And it's okay to be all of those things. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so if people want to reach out to you, how do they do that? The best way is to visit my website, thevibewithkai.com. It has all of the information in there. You know, if you want to follow me on certain social media platforms, if you want to follow me on Patreon, if you want to listen to my podcast, whatever it may be, it's all there. All the information is there. And and don't be afraid to shoot me a message. I love hearing from people. Let me know what you think. Let me know if you have any further questions. I love having those conversations. Just don't say hey. Just don't say hey. Just don't say hey. You understand (laughs) how many hey's you're about to get, right? Oh, I know. Especially for my people. They're going to (laughs) troll I know. So hard. I know. It's okay. If from your people, if you could say hey, but then put like a winky face next to it, then I'll, then, then I'll know. Yeah. So if you DM Kai, put hey, winky face, so that you, yes. you know you're not one of those people. Okay. You're not a hey person. You're, a, yeah, you're just messing yeah. with them. Well, thank you for uh, being on Unfiltered Friends. And um, I really enjoyed this conversation. No, thank you, man. We've known each other for, for, quite, a, for quite, quite some time. Yeah. And, and I appreciate the knowledge that you, you've given me just as a content creator and a friend. Yeah. Uh, honestly, we go way back. And I, I, I don't know where I'd be without you, my friend. So thank ah, you. I love that. I mean it. I mean All right, it. man. Well, we'll talk after this, I'm sure. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>